information provided on the Gravy Gang Guild podcast or any external branch related to this podcast, including Discord and social media platforms, is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing herein should be construed to be financial, legal, or tax advice or any advice for that matter. The content of this podcast is solely the opinions of the show hosts who are not licensed financial advisors or anything of great importance and does not reflect the opinions of our sponsors who know not what may come from our mouths at any moment. Conduct your own due diligence and consult your financial advisor before making any investment decisions. And now it's time for Gravy Gang Guild Live, the show that really gets your gravy juices flowing, now extra meaty, with your hosts, Mystical Oaks, Gala the Kid, Gala the Gal, and me, Crypto Euclid. So sit back, crack open a can of our homemade gravy, and enjoy the show. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Today we have Gala content creator Dominic, if you've seen any of his YouTube content. What's going on, man? Hey, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. I uh, appreciate you guys bringing me onto the podcast today. It's uh, exciting to talk with your, your audience today about all things Gala. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries, man. And we also have Oaks as well, but we all knew that. I'm here. I'm, I'm always here. <laughs> <laughs> so you've, you've got a podcast that you've started up now as well, haven't you, man? Like you're doing it with like community people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I actually started uh, kind of a similar show on my channel. I'm actually coming out with uh, um, a different episode this Monday. I did kind of start like a little bit of a podcast on my channel called Meeting of the Minds. Um, this is kind of a show that I have that I'm bringing to different individuals from the Gala community, whether they're um, other content creators, kind of more specialists, whether they're specialists in certain games like Townstar or Mirandas or just Gala. Um, I know this upcoming Monday, I do have uh, an, another guest. His name is Mo Meta Music. He's another YouTuber who focuses on Gala music and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a show that I'm starting on my channel where I'm just bringing other members of the community, kind of similar to what you're doing. Um, but I, I'm kind of just dibbling around trying to discuss a little bit more Gala topics and, and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, next week, my video is going to be kind of like a similar to like an AMA style kind of thing that what Gala does. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been kind of a good successful so far. I've only had two episodes come out so far, but um, yeah, so far, so so far, so good. Nice. Looking forward to hearing it. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Like, I don't know, like, if you'd be doing the same thing as us, can, like, because we just don't know what we're doing from week to week. But I hope you're a lot more organized than what we <laughs> what are. <do> you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I try to, I try to plan mine out um, week to week. Um, for me, specifically, like I mentioned before, for my calls and my interviews, I like to do them. Um, different gala range of topics. Um, I know you guys are kind of talking to other influencers and that kind of thing without within the community. Uh, but for me, for my channel, I like to speak with just specific people who are um, experts in other fields. Like last week, I spoke with uh, Lacey from Satoshi Gaming, and her channel is all about Townstar. And the week before that, I met with um, Hammer Ham, and his name's Jake. I talk about Mirandis. And then again, this upcoming Monday, I have a, um, a podcast coming about a gala music. So hopefully... Um, if you're interested in, you know, all things Gala and that kind of thing, uh, feel free to stop by. But if not, um, totally get it, Not if that's not your thing. But, yeah, I pre again, appreciate being on your call today, and I'm glad to be <laughs> on this podcast. Good, you got, like, such a – like, you're so quick, man. Like, you don't hesitate at all when you're talking, which I think is really good, and you, your voice is like a good broadcasting voice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I got to say um, part of it um, – 
that could apply to today's call. I actually just got a new mic. My uh, my girlfriend, shout out to my girlfriend. She just got me a new mic. So um, my nice. audio quality should be a lot better now. Uh, this is actually the first time I'm using it. So uh, oh, that's good, man. world premiere of the new mic <laughs> on the Gravy Podcast. So what, so what mic did you end up getting for you, man? Uh, I got to be honest. I don't really know the brand. It's like Genevo, some kind of like push to talk kind of mic. It's not, it's not one of those. Uh, ones where you connect to your desks or anything like that but um yeah it's it's been it's super convenient super lightweight that kind of thing just connected to my laptop oh that's cool um, man. I, I don't have any like super nice setup with, with like a desktop or monitors that kind of thing i kind of use uh, my super old computer and um hopefully come come a few months from now i'm saving up some extra money to just build up a desktop and a better uh setup from now and um yeah but so far so good just using my little cheap crummy equipment it's uh worked out pretty well so how long have you been in the Gala community for, man? I was going to ask that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the Gala community, I um, I guess just to backtrack a little bit um, in terms of just kind of like play to earn in the crypto space. Uh, for me, I've, I've been in the crypto space since approximately like 2017, 2018, during that like first uh, major pump with Bitcoin and that kind of thing uh, about like four years ago. Um, I really got involved with Bitcoin and kind of learned about play to earn games. And I really got involved and um, found CryptoKitties. I'm not sure if you know anything much about that game. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I really got exposed to play to earn space through there. And then over the few years, I've been kind of following crypto and that kind of thing and slowly been investing. But um, I wish I took it a little bit more seriously because I would have been rolling in it now. But um, <laughs> all of us <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's all good. But yeah, then... I want to say come this last November or December, I kind of stumbled across uh, Townstar on YouTube and I was, you know, I was just doing a little bit more research uh, about crypto games and that kind of thing. And I found Townstar and I was like, oh, what's I, you know, I know I've never heard about Gala games. You know, at this point, uh, Gala was out for like, I think close to a year at that point. And I was a little late to the party compared to a lot of other people, but I officially joined their discord around, uh, I want to say late December of 2020. And um, kind of just dove in, kind of just was very noobish asking around, like, what is this? What is that? Who are you? Who's Bitbender? Who's uh, Fox? <laughs> and, that kind of thing. and I had no idea. I was way over my head, not really knowing who anybody was. Didn't really know the significance of the team or everything like that. And then um, as I dedicated more time to learning more about the game and the team and um, kind of just Townstar, Mirandas and all of that, I was just like so overwhelmed of just like, wow, this is such a gold mine of such a hidden gem in the crypto space. I, I, I do have a lot of, you know, I wouldn't say I have like a lot of friends who are interested in crypto, but the friends that I do have are interested in crypto, you know, not many of them are interested in the play to earn space and gal and all that. Um, and it was just so shocking about, you know, the reputation and the credibility the Gala team has. And yeah. the more I dove into it, the more I learned about it, uh, the more and more of a fanboy I can't got into it. And, you know, here we are six months later with my own YouTube channel and just talking about it week by week. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. Like, if we're going to go into a true bear market, like, you need, you really want to get into a crypto that has some form of utility. So, like, buying these NFTs and being able to make an in-game, like, token for playing a game, putting in time, like, that's going to be, like, how you're going to amass wealth through the bear market. So Right, right. Yeah, I totally agree. And, I, you know, I'm a big fan of play to earn and that kind of thing. Um, I did have a lot of, you know, my friends talk about, you know, why would you want to do play to earn? Why would you want to spend a couple hundred dollars on these NFTs when you only earn like, you know, 25 cents or 50 cents a day, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> right. 
but I think, you know, I think the big thing about play to earn that what's really appeals to me is not only, um, yeah, I mean, sure. You know, you have to spend a couple bucks, you know, a couple hundred dollars to make barely a dollar every day. But I think the significance is, I think uh, Bitbender talked about this the most, and he's the biggest advocate for this about people playing in third world countries. You know, there's yeah. people in the Philippines and um, Indonesia, especially in Asia countries as well, that people are putting their, you know, spending a couple hundred dollars, you know, all the money they have for these kind of games. And they're making more money playing Townstar than they do on, you know, making a couple days wages. And I think that's just so revolutionary. And I think it's so unique to uh, any other industry in this, you know, pretty much that exists today that. Nowhere else can you hop online, spend a couple hundred dollars to uh, play a game and make more than you do, you know, day to day doing manual labor or, you know, farmland and that kind of thing. So I think I think play to earn space, maybe it's not yet ready for first world countries, but places like um, Indonesia and the Philippines and that kind of thing. It's re- I could really see the appeal and see why it's uh, catching on. And I really think it's the the future of all things gaming. Yeah, for sure. Sure, if they have hundreds of dollars to spend on the NFTs, <laughs> they might have to play their way up, actually, though, because that's probably not. Well, that's going to be like them. the beauty of the rental system, though, isn't it? Like, if you're playing yeah. Spider Tanks and you can set up, like, a margin, like, you know, 40% to the person pilot in the tank and then 60% for the NFT owner, well, then they're getting paid for their time. Yeah. So. It's a win-win. Yeah. I think if, like, that does happen. Win. <laughs> yeah, when exactly? That's that's what everybody's asking <laughs> <laughs> for, like the last year. <laughs> yeah, well, so did you get on buying like a node and everything, man, or did you miss out on that one? Uh, yeah, so I actually, you know, as as I mentioned before, I got I got involved with the Gala community uh, back in November or late December, I mean, and. By the time I learned about what founders nodes were and kind of the significance and, you know, the kind of like real potential, the earning potential is with passive rewards and passive crypto earning. um, It was at that point, it was already too late. You know, founder nodes were already $80,000. And, you know, uh, as much as I would like to say, you know, I I, am doing well in my real job, that kind of thing. I don't have $80,000 to drop on a yeah, I, don't that, I yeah. don't think any of us, <laughs> not many of us do, man. They're, they're not really moving at all now. You know what I mean? Like right, right. Point. But I did, I did um, back in February when Gala announced that they were coming out with Gala Music and all that, I did end up sweeping up uh, a music node for myself. And although, you know, there has been a couple months of just pretty much silence for Gala Music, I, um, if there is any success, if Gala Music has the same success as Gala uh, games. I'm really banking on that uh, investment that I made with Gala Music to really kick off and hopefully bring in those passive rewards. Right. So what do you think of like um, each game having their own independent node instead of using a founder's node? Um, I see the appeal, but it does make me nervous for like the long-term longevities of these games. Um, so for those, I... I for like Townstar nodes, for example, I know Townstar is going to be around for a while, but um, let's say they do come out with like Echoes of Empire or Legends Reborns. With those nodes, my concern is, you know, how long will those nodes last and how long will they produce like passive rewards? Because right. oh, nodes are only valuable and you only get rewards as long as the games are popular and as long as people are playing the games and are actually active and they need the computing power and they need the servers to host them. Um, mm-hmm. So that's my hesitation about buying specific game nodes, because um, you're kind of at the at the fault, or I wouldn't say at the fault, but at the risk of 
the popularity of the game and kind of at the risk of the uh, game developers. But that's why I'm such a big fan of um, the founders nodes and now, you know, the music nodes, no matter what, the whole industry kind of won't. I don't, at least me personally, I don't think a whole industry will fall through anytime soon, but a specific game or a specific genre or certain artists could, you know, fall out of popularity. So that's my hesitation when it comes to fan nodes and game nodes. But um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the Gala music nodes and the founder nodes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. Like I've tried like rationalizing it myself, but like what people don't understand, like we, from what I've seen in the community, is they fixate on a game and they don't understand that every game has a has a life. You know what I mean? Like, right. like unless if it's a World of Warcraft or League of Legends or StarCraft Two, like there's not or even Fortnite. Like there's not many games that exist in the world like that. So to buy a node for something that may eventually die, like you really want to get that return on investment pretty quick as soon as that game comes out right yeah and i i completely agree and you know i, I understand that gala can't talk about return on investments and yeah. you know not <laughs> making money on that kind of thing but um that's i mean if being completely honest and you know not being a part of not being associated with gala and not being an employee you know we could we're you know it's being community members and being you know leaders in the community where we could be the first ones to say it but like if we're being honest, like majority of the people are here to, you know, make passive rewards and make some money off of this, make a, a flip off their NFTs and nodes and that kind of thing. And um, I know personally, I, you know, I, I don't want to sound super cliche and say, oh, I'm here for the technologies, here for the technology. But um, that was a big reason why I got into Bitcoin. I really was a big fan of decentralized finance and, you know, not trusting of the big banks and that kind of thing. And um, I totally, totally get the whole node system, but I don't think the... You know, the price, you know, a $10,000 price tag doesn't really justify saying, oh, this is not an investment. You're just doing it to support our games. Well, like if you're if you really want to support the games, well, I would understand maybe like a $100 bet or, you know, just to host their servers. But it's hard to justify a $10,000 node when you're not hoping to get some kind of return out of it, you know? Yeah, exactly, man. Like, and it made sense with the founders node because it covers all games. You know what I mean? So like. Right. Uh, right, right. Like. I didn't come into it expecting them to come out with independent nodes per game because it just didn't make sense to me. Like, I hope that it works out for everyone. Like, the music node makes sense. The founders node makes sense to me. But, like, individual game nodes, like, like even with Townstar, like, Legacy, Legacy's the one where it's got, like, the in-game economy as far as, like, building a town and all that sort of stuff, doesn't it? Right, right. Like, yeah, I, I feel... Townstar, basically. Yeah, I feel like that's, like, competition to Townstar, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, so right. you're going to get that crossover eventually where things like their own games are going to compete with each other. Yeah. Right, right. And I, I want to say that they, this, that's funny that you actually bring that up. I'm not sure if you watched the AMA that happened, I think it was two days ago, um, about their their new game that they're, they announced, Project Saturn, I think it was. Um, there was a lot of people going, say again? I missed that one. Yeah, fill us in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's pretty similar to, um, I'd hate to say this, but it's pretty similar to Echoes of Empire. And I actually brought it up during the AMA. I was like, um, and I actually, you know, Bitbender and their team actually answered my question. I was, I was like, you know, this game does look very similar to Echoes of Empire. Like, are you guys right. expecting to compete against one each other and whatnot? And, and you know, they, they brought it up. They were like, Although there may be some similarities between these games and whatnot, we're not planning on being a company that only has 28 games by the end of the year. Um, I think they mentioned that they have 
um, roadmaps of uh, for the next five years now of games that they plan on releasing. And they're talking about, oh, they have way more than 28 games planned in their pipeline, but they could only yeah. announce officially 28 because those are the 28 that are um, officially funded through their um, gamers fund and that kind of thing. And um, and they were saying, although the games may be similar, you know, they're not trying to be a platform where there's they only have one 4x game and one right. kind of platformer game and one open world mmorpg um i think the big thing gala is doing and i think um from a user's perspective i think you got to be careful when it comes to buying certain nfts and games and that kind of thing is first off acknowledge that we're super early to this space you know mm-hmm. um I, I see gala being the steam and kind of like this like a hybrid of steam and spotify come five years from now and they're going to have maybe a platform of 30 40 50 maybe even of 100 games you know come a year or two now um with games and you know there's there's in due time there are games going to be crossing over and you know there's games very similar to each other like um fortnite and PUBG. you know they're very similar to the kind of games and their skins are just you know there's some different game mechanics that are slightly different but in the bare bones of it the games are pretty the same and that's a big thing that gala was saying is that they don't want only one 4x game and one kind of platformer game but um they're said in due process, you know, there's going to be some overlap and it just happened to be a coincidence that, you know, this early on, there is this overlap with the games. Um, I don't think it's a good idea and they're not positioning themselves to succeed in their short term with this kind of thing, having the overlap with those similar games now. But um, in the long term, you know, it, it does make sense what they're saying. You know, they're not going to have only just yeah. one platformer and one 4X, that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So, like, what do you think happened with the last expedition, man? Like, they sort of, like, pumped that pretty hard <laughs> at first and then it just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. I See, I I love Gala that they're trying to position themselves as a, like, a Web3 play-to-earn Steam um, within yeah. the next couple of years. I love that they're doing that. And that's a big th- reason why I'm invested in their crypto and I'm buying, you know, Gala every week, you know, dollar cast averaging from, Oh, my average was like 40 cents, you know, a month ago. And now it's, my average is like 11 cents and still down, but we won't talk about that. Um, uh, But yeah, I, I, I I think the big thing people have to acknowledge and there, I understand why people have their frustrations about the, you know, it seems like they pump games, sell NFTs, and then they run off with the money and don't talk for the next six months about it. Um, They did mention that, you know, games take time to develop and they can't, um, get people into the games, you know, two years from now, they're, they're, they're saying these games are fully funded and they don't need the NFTs to fund their games. And they're just doing these NFTs for the longevity of the game. And if you're a true fan and you want to get in early, that's why they're selling the NFTs. And I think uh, a big error that a lot of the community holds is that um, Gala is not coming out with these NFTs just to fund their games, but to give users a potential to get into these games early, early, early. And although you may not be able to play the game for, you know, a year or, or two, having those nfts by the time the game officially launches then you'll have a huge huge return on your money at least that's in my opinion um go take spider tanks for example i know um for me i am loading up on spider tanks nfts specifically the ones that are uh, more rare in value kind of have you know limited quantity like 300 400 500 uh basis of those nfts because i know there was a spider tanks and close to three or two or three I can't remember actually it was like maybe like three three weeks ago at this point where there was a spider tanks ama and they were talking about um user acquisition for their spider tanks game and i know um their product manager over at spider tanks they were talking about how 
They plan on spending millions and millions of dollars. They have millions of dollars set aside for user acquisition and advertising for mm-hmm. Spider Tanks alone. And um, I know a lot of people are being frustrated about how there's no play to earn for Spider Tanks yet and that kind of thing. But I think it's important to note we're here before the storm. You know, we're here year zero before these games are officially launched to the public. Not many people know about Spider Tanks and not many people know about Gala games as well. Um, but in due process, when Gala finally comes out with their Silk Token and all their mechanics are ironed out, um, and then once Gala actually spends their how many, whatever budget they have for the millions and millions of dollars worth of advertising for Spider Tanks, for example, I could see, you know, those those NFTs pumping like crazy, you know, come with, I guess you could use XE Infinity, for example, when it really pumped up in um, early November when Facebook announced they're turning into meta and all those played earned coins really pumped. Those XE Infinity NFTs probably quadrupled in price pretty much overnight, those kind of things. Um, so I think that's something that people got to remember that although it seems like Gala is moving really slow with their production and the coming out with their games and user acquisition, it's important to note they've spent almost no money on bringing in users yet. They're trying to perfect their games now, and then come the perfection, that's when we could really see the pumping of these NFTs, and you could do those NFT flips if you want, or the play to earn. And I think that's when the true rewards will come in, and I think you just got to trust the process with Gala and their team with with their development. Yeah. So what's your, like, what do you think about it all, Oaks? Like, do you think that they're just, like, holding back on some games until they are more developed instead of, like... Because I know when, like, the first Miranda's playtest coming out, a lot of people complained. So I'm wondering if, like, they're learning on the go and then just uh, holding yeah. back. I think so. I think they're kind of... Um, I think exactly that, learning on the go, kind of playing it by ear, <laughs> seeing what works and what doesn't work and... um you know, I, I've I've said before that like when they they do they do like fuck up sometimes, but and then <laughs> for sure <laughs> <laughs> they used to be really good about like owning up to those those fuck ups, you know, and like making them right. And I guess as they're growing, it's harder to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I believe in them. I don't think that they're just going to disappear. I think that they're growing, and um, so I'm looking forward to it. But I'm just trying to figure out what games I should invest in now because there's no way I can invest in like, you know, a steam amount of games for play to earn. Like there's not many people that'd be able to do that unless if they had like 30 <laughs> nodes or something, you know what I mean? I know, but I want to. Like I want everything that comes out, I want I want like one of them. <laughs> so. Like I was looking at my yeah. I was looking at my inventory the other day and I've got like over 250 gala NFTs. Just in one Holy moment. Moment. Oh, wow. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck it. That's a lot, you know, because like when you look at it on OpenSea, it doesn't come up with multiples. So it just tells right, you. Right, right. Yeah. So it's like 187 or something like that on OpenSea. And then I'm actually right. counting them. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like <laughs> I've only, I think when I first brought in for a node, like I was getting around 6,000 distribution of Gala a day, which I probably should have held on to because that at one point that was like yeah. six grand a day, my money. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> you know, like I remember paying like 30,000 Gala for a Hitchin post. I paid like, I think it was like 100,000 Gala at the time for like a homestead. Like, <laughs> but then it hit like $1 AUD our money. So that's like, I'll, like if I just held onto it, that would have been like, you know, 130K. I just know. for two right. things. I know. 
But it's now, really- now let me ask you. I'm, I'm not, I'm not all too familiar with how soon you got into Gallup, but when did you really get into the space and um, start investing? And in, obviously, you bought a founder's note at thirty thousand, so you probably got in pretty early. But what time frame did you get into Gala? Um. Well, I brought, I brought a note for under three grand USD. But whoa! Pretty, wow! Um, yeah. Yeah. It was actually Oaks and um, her partner Ukwood which um, used yeah. to pretty much be on the show all the time, but he's having a social media break. But um, he knew, like, Oaks and Euclid knew Bitbender. And yeah. I think he only had the job for, like, what, two weeks or something? Yeah, he was new um, in the job. Cause, yeah, he, like, we we got in um, right when the first Citadel, I think, so it was, like, a, a record-breaking NFT sale for, like, sale for, like, a million dollars or something like that. I don't yeah, even know what the thing was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he like reached out and said get on get on this i think you guys are going to want to see this you know or you know be on this call so like we hopped on i had no idea what gala was or what it was all about and just kind of we're, we're like wait what what's going on so yeah that was it yeah so like no. going back to what i was saying anyway so they they knew um bitbender he had a job for a couple of weeks and he's like i'm working for this really cool project we're doing like a node sale all the rest of the stuff and then Euclid was telling me about it, and I said, oh, that sounds pretty cool. So I actually ended up talking to Euclid and Bitbender on a Telegram call. And then um, I just pretty much asked Bitbender questions for like an hour. And then I thought, fuck, you know, like, rather this guy's like the best salesman I've ever seen, or he's actually <laughs> onto something. So, yeah, and you definitely, definitely looked out. <laughs> yeah, man. So I ended up, I sold some Cardano that I had at the time. All I wish now, but it's all in hindsight, is that I just brought like, you know, 50 of them. <laughs> yeah totally well you know hindsight is twenty twenty with those kind of things no there was no chance you would be able to know i mean i think they they were talking about it early when they were saying the max price for a founder's node was going to be like thirty thousand. no at the start yeah mm. well i feel lucky man but then there's a couple of people that i know in the community like that we've had on the podcast and i know that they brought nodes around like probably 500 bucks to a thousand bucks usd oh my god and i'm like yeah. you know and they're buying homesteads at like 500 bucks like, no, they were buying them for like a hundred bucks USD, and I think I paid like five hundred wow. bucks for my first one. That's incredible. Yeah. So, like, I'm not sure like the exact time period that I've been in, but the the price was six thousand gala distribution a day for a node, and then yeah, like a hitch and post was thirty thousand gala. It's <laughs> incredible. That's incredible. I guess that's the benefits of getting in on early, right? <laughs> You're yeah. reaping the rewards for being an early supporter. Yeah, well, if it wasn't for Euclid and Oaks, man, I wouldn't have been in it at all. So, like, even podcasting and stuff, I, <laughs> I never had any intention to do podcasts or anything, but they reached out, and then we started doing it. So it's been actually quite life-changing. It's it's all thanks to Mirandas and Bitbender and Gala, but Stever, Stever was, is it Stever or Stever? I just call him Stever, but Stever was cracking me up in the, in the chat because he, you asked him what he was looking forward to. And he said, Mirandas, Legends Reborn and Walking Dead, which same for me. But then he says, what he really wants is to be able to rent out his Townstar stuff and not play this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave up on t- playing Townstar. It's just. Me too. Like, I think back when I first started playing it, there might have been, like, 1,400 people or something that was in, like, in one of the, what do they call them, like, the servers. And um, I remember being in, like, the top 50, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then once it started pumping and everyone got in, it was just like I couldn't break, like, the top 100 without putting in 80 hours a day, you know what I mean? 
So I just ended right, up giving right. up on it. Like I don't do scripts or none of that sort of stuff. Like I can't be bothered learning it. So I just pretty much sat there for 80 hours a day trying to get in the top 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like a lot of people are no-lifing these uh, Townstar games. And, you know, I guess some people are, you know, like I mentioned before with Play to Earn, people are quitting their jobs to play Townstar and uh, the Play to Earn space. So, you know, with those people who dedicate their whole lives to Play to Earn, you can't really compete with them. Yeah, well, like yeah. Steve uh, in the chat, like at one point he was making over three grand USD playing Townstar every day. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a day. Crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would play it for that much. Yeah. Same here. Same here. I'd play <laughs> 24 hours a day. I'd play nonstop. <laughs> well, I feel bad because I was trying to convince him to quit his job. I'm like, man, you're making three grand a day. Just quit your fucking job. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then I was like right. a certain amount of time and then it started dropping and then he's like, oh, I'm glad I kept my job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, don't listen to me. <laughs> so so what do you reckon? Like, do you think there's anything to learn as far as the town token? Like, do you think there's too many, like too much supply or do you think that, like what do you think they should have done to be able to sort of keep the price at a reasonable level so it was more stable? Or did I just cut it out? No, you. I did. I was. I was actually reading what Steve R was talking about in here, and I thought you were asking, um, not me, the question. Oh no, I was asking Dom the question, but he might have cut it out. Or something. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll keep talking anyway. Um, Steve, okay. Steve said that he made. He was actually making six grand a day. Oh, whoa! That's insane. Yeah. Well, so I, I was mean, wrong. I'm sorry to cut you short. Yeah. Dude, if you're you making... making that to like less <laughs> then there's no way because that game is just it's just the worst if you're making 600 grand in 10 months like yeah that i would have quit whatever i was doing at the time right <laughs> but then you might be kicking yourself you know when it goes down and you're making way less playing that game and you're like oh man so what does I that what does that convert to now steva like how much you're making six grand a day so is it at least like 600 a day now <laughs> <laughs> steve said it only lasted four months that was a good four months though. i mean yeah that's still a good money four for months. four months yeah yeah totally yeah you must have cut it out for a little bit man because i asked the question and then you like it was just static so i don't know if you had oh, like a drop can you hear something. me now yeah 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 i can hear you now yeah so what i was asking you man is um like with the town token what do you think they could have like they could have done different now in hindsight as far as like, do you think they should have lowered the supply cap for the token or what do you think? Um, see, that's a difficult question. I, I actually was thinking about making a video about this and trying to dive into the economics about play to earn games and kind of learn about the history and kind of learn what you could learn from Axie Infinity, for example. Axie's Infinity's economy is completely crashed and burned um, because of their oversupply of their in-game token, which is SLP. Um, I gotta be honest. I I don't know. I think I think a big thing it should have been giving the game or giving the token a lot more utility day one, and g created a very very severe burn mechanic mechanic day one. Like give options to potentially upgrade your NFTs or you're required to spend Townstar every day to launch your town or that kind of thing. Um, I think very uh, very early on in the beginning it was the only thing that was really keeping up Townstar and the the price of town coin was just general hype um yeah i think 
um, what was it? I think uh, uh, Spider Tanks was talking about how, like I was listening to their team and their AMAs, how they're being very careful about when they introduce their play to earn mechanic and their te tokenomics and their silk token. Because um, the last thing they want is to be another um, town star in Axie Infinity. Um, I don't have the answers. You know, I'm not an economic major or anything like that. I, I don't know the, the first thing when it comes to those kind of games. But I think a really, really important thing when a game comes out is to make sure you have a bigger burn supply than actual earning potential. So it makes it hard or makes or there's a lot more incentives to sell your token or actually use your token instead of selling it for actual cash. Um, and I think that's what Spider Tanks is really trying to do on their side is they're really, really trying to hone down about how the play to earn will work and try to give tons and tons of utility to their silk tokens. So um, mm -hmm. by the time the game gets released, another Town Star or um, Axie Infinity situation doesn't happen again. Yeah. So do you think with like uh, Spider Tanks and all the rest of it, the silk token or whatever it turns into when it's released, do you think they'll have like a smaller supply? Like it's only guesswork, but... Like, what's your assumption? Yeah, I mean, there's there's no there's no way you could possibly know about how they're going to be coming out with their supply and how they're going to their earn potential that kind of thing. Um, I know Bitbender. I was actually you know doing some lurking in the um, Spider Tanks general chat on Gala, and I know Bitbender came out. Uh, I think it was like two days ago. He was talking in the chat saying. Um, how a lot of the Spider Tanks community was angry because they thought there was going to be the Silk Tokens released in May, and they oh, were yeah. promised that in May Mayhem was going to happen, but it never came. And I know, I know they they were talking about how, or they promised. Who knows if they'll keep their promise? But they 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 acknowledged that they were saying that they were going to um, come out with a roadmap sometime in June after Galaverse. How Bitbender is going to sit down with the Spider Tanks team so they could develop some kind of roadmap so people understand mm -hmm. what the um, the, you know, the play to earn mechanics are going to look like for spider tanks. But again, I think, um, I'd hate to say to, you know, sit put and be patient because a lot of people have been waiting many, many, many months with their NFTs waiting to finally earn with it. But I think in, in, you know, just looking ahead, looking six months, a year from now, I think it's really important and really good that they're taking their time with it. So they get it right the first time. So another, again, town star and X infinity situation doesn't happen to their token. Yeah, for sure, man. I just hope that they actually, yeah, I just think that the supply, like, they need to be a bit more reasonable with it. Like, at the end of the day, it's going to get transferred between different users anyway. Like, you don't need an infinity right. supply, which is what town feels like to me. Um, because it's like even with Gala, you know, like, you're running a node, like, you're minting the token. So, like, every single day, there's new tokens that come into the market. Because a lot yeah. of people do dump it just every day. So... <clears throat> like there has to be something there it's like rather a lower supply cap or something because like once you have 28 games going like you, you're essentially going to be betting on which game you think is going to perform the best so all the right. people holding town you know they might just convert it straight out into mirandas or whatever they think is popular for a certain time period just to make some money at the end of the day like with what gala wants and all the rest of the stuff like this is still crypto and this is still yeah. an exchange so it's still going to be traded so price sort of does matter, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. And I, I think my hesitation with Gala and their play-to-earn mechanics, I, I'm i really nervous that they're making different cryptos for each individual game. Yeah. I understand why they're doing it. You know, if one game flops or one game is, you know, completely unbalanced, they don't want to throw off the whole ecosystem, I understand that. 
but I completely agree with you. You know, that's just going to incentivize um, a different level of competitiveness against other games. And the moment, you know, Townstar goes under or the moment one game stops being popular, um, everybody's going to dump their NFTs to switch for the more popular game. And um, I think that's something that Gala really has to be careful about, about um, how much money people will be able to earn in their games. Yeah. And, you know, they got to also acknowledge that there's like a different level of um, – commitment to these games just because hundreds and thousands and thousands of dollars are going into each game and i don't know any other game where the majority of their player base spends over a hundred dollars over a thousand dollars on their game you know what i mean right. and i think gal is experiencing a unique problem that no other game prompt company has really faced in the past and um i think gal is just really walking on eggshells here they got to be very 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 careful once they grow bigger into a bigger ecosystem yeah, well, well I think it's all new, so they're kind of just figuring it out. You know, like we were saying, like as they're going, it's they're gonna hit like new problems that you know haven't really been experienced yet. So right, right. Yeah, well, I've got like some sort of weird obsession where I know some of like the whale accounts, and I watch their spending habits and seeing what they're buying because obviously that's a good indicator. You know, maybe what I should be buying. And um, right. like right, I've, right. I've seen it slow down, man, and it's a whale market. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at all the new people that come into Gala, like, one of the first things that they say is, like, fuck, like, I don't have $300 to get an NFT to be able to play the game. So that's right, that, to right. me, is, like, a massive problem. Yeah. But then you also did have, um, what was it, Fortified, and they've changed the name now, or is it Fortified now? I think it's, like, Fortitude or something close yeah, to the same something name. something like that. But, like, those ones weren't too bad because you had, like, I think it was, like, 100,000 supply. Or something like that for a couple of the TRs. Right, like, right. They were like, you know, 20 or 30 bucks or something when they first come out. So that wasn't too bad. So if they have more of that sort of mechanics for some of the popular games, I think they'll be pretty good. Um, You know, but not many people can fork out, you know, 300 bucks USD for one NFT. Yeah, I know. So. And I think there was um, kind of just going over to that, talking about people forking over that much money for games. Um, there was a interview I read about. Oh, I'm really drawing a blank on the name. Uh, whoever Gala's president of blockchain gaming or president of games at Gala. Um, I forget what his name is. Um, but I, w I was reading this interview about how someone, you know, pretty much questioned about the same thing. Like, how do you expect to grow a ecosystem where um, the barrier of entry is a couple hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars? And um, a big thing they were saying is that they're initially they're trying to start off all their games for those who are really committed and want to be complete fanboys for their games. They're the ones who are going to be putting all that money in initially. And they're really, really trying to position themselves not only for just uh, spider tanks, but for all of their games to have that um, renting model and have that um, position where, you know, two, three, five years from now, for those who did spend all those on the 5,000, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars on NFTs, where they'll finally be able to rent those NFTs and those games will be a lot more accessible in the future. So, yeah, I think, I think right now, again, I guess just the last comment I'll make about this is uh, although Gala has been around for, you know, close to two years now. Um, I still like to say and consider ourselves being um, still year zero when it comes to play to earn. You know, so many, the amount of people that don't know that play to earn exists and crypto gaming exists is few and far between. And I, and I think 
some of the frustrations that people got acknowledged from their problems with all these NFTs and the crazy prices is that we are still super, super, super early. I don't, I, I don't see Gala blowing up to a scale of being like Steam or anything like that for another five, maybe 10 years from now. So I think that's a big thing people got to remember that, you know, we are still super, super early to the space and the, yeah. the space is still going to hurt for another six months and maybe a year with this crypto bear market coming too. Yeah. Well, it made me super confident, man. Like I've said it on the podcast before, but when Benefactor coming out, when we sort of started heading towards a bear market and he's like, you know, like this, we built our whole systems around a bear market and this is going to be essentially like where a lot of cryptos come to die, but the ones that succeed are going to like be able to push through the bear market, you know? Like that's good to hear from like essentially the CEO, which... That is what he is, isn't it? He's the CEO of Gallup. Yeah, he's the founder. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that who you were talking about, Eric Shearmeyer? That the yeah, benefactor. You heard? Yeah, yeah. I was like, he's the founder. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny that you know Bitbender, but you don't know Eric. You're like, what? What's this name? Yeah, I remember like ages ago. It wasn't even that long ago. Really, like six months ago, Benefactor started talking in the Gala chat because I'm never in there, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I know. I remember you did that too, and and yeah, I'm like. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because I've only, I've mostly only dealt with like Carrie Allen, you know, Bitbender. So I'm not really thinking about all the other people that, you know, work in there all the time, you know. But I've watched right. like, I've jumped on a couple of Spider Tank streams with Benefactor and he's actually really good at the game. And he's um, like, he's relatable and good, like he's good to listen to, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like him. You know, the thing is, is like, you know, he kind of, he kind of is in the background. Like, I don't know if he just doesn't like the spot. I don't know what it is, but I didn't even see him at Galaverse or anything. And the Bender's like, he was there. He was around. He was like right next to me, but he just like, I guess he doesn't, he's not like a big, like, look at me person, you know? Yeah. It doesn't seem like he's flaunting all the time or nothing like that. Like he's just right. seems like a pretty genuine sort of, sort of a guy. Right. You're getting some sort yeah. of weird background static or something now. It's like you're running a massive um, mining farm. Me? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like talking to General Fault. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, mining. So out of all the games, Dominic, like, which one are you the most excited about? I'm going to guess Miranda's, but I'll wait, wait for your reply. I think you might have cut out a little bit again. Uh-oh. So I sound weird and he's cut out. Yeah, like what, last time when I asked him a question, it sort of just like went dead. So I'm not too sure what's going on, but you can hear me all right. And is it coming across the um, broadcast chat? Cool. What? It, oh, who are you talking to? Who are we talking to? I was talking to anyone that's in the chat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the one you're most excited about? It'd have to be Miranda's, wouldn't it, Oaks? Me? Um, I, yeah, I mean, well, it originally was, I think right now I'm most excited about, uh, Legends Reborn and Walking Dead and Miranda's. Yeah. Probably in that order because I feel like Legends Reborn is going to be out first. I'm hoping, I mean, it was just out. I don't even know why it disappeared. It was, it was good. Like, let's just play it. Um, at first that like, like Legends Reborn sort of annoyed you a little bit, didn't it? Um, I don't know. At first, I just thought it was going to be kind of like Wonderlands. Uh, and then 
I don't know. I had bad internet, so I just kept playing and dropping, and so I kept losing. But no, I mean, I liked it. I think it took me a little bit of time to get it, like because you just kind of have to you have to play a few times to kind of get what's going on. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, Splinterlands. Like I really do like Splinterlands, and um, I don't really like Splinterlands that much. <laughs> well, I don't mind it because like I like that you can skip it as well. Like, I don't, sometimes if I know I'm going to lose, like, I look at the cards and like, ah, oh, fuck this, you know, like, I can just skip the match and go to another one, you know what I mean? So, like, who right. wants to, who wants to watch the ones that they're going to lose in? I only want to watch the ones that I'm going to win. Can you yeah. hear my mic now? Yeah, hear me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can hear okay. you. Again, oh, okay, yeah. okay, great. I don't um, know what's going on with Discord, man, it might be something in Discord itself. It might be, yeah. Discord is wonky sometimes. I the, the um, I just want to say about Splinterlands, like the, my favorite part of Splinterlands is opening the packs. Like that is <laughs> the most fun. Oh yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. But okay, but I love that. I like Legends Reborn, so I'm. I wish it was back. I'm ready to play. Yeah, I remember saying in the Legends Reborn chat because they're like, oh, you know, we're gonna sell like the the characters and stuff like that as nfts and people like even bit i think bitbender himself was like come on guys we need packs like there's mm-hmm. nothing more fun than opening a pack you know what i mean yeah so i know so um dom i'll ask you the question if your audio is still working again um what yeah, gala yeah. game what gala game are you most looking forward to uh yeah so Besides the obvious, like everybody else, I am super, super excited for um, Mirandus. Um, but for me, I think uh, I am super, super passionate about Spider Tanks. I'll be honest, I'm not the best at video games. I'm pretty, pretty trash when it comes to like uh, shooter games like Spider Tanks and whatnot. So um, although I'm not all too great, I'm really, really excited for the full rollout of Spider Tanks. I really think out of all the games that exist with gala currently um i think spider tanks is really the one that's going to take gala to the next level of exposure and the whole play to earn space um especially with how well their game is and and not only that but how fun it is the replayability on top of it unlike town star for example um i mean you can make different builds every so often and that kind of thing but just to play town star it takes hours and hours and hours on end to get to certain products and that kind of thing and that's more of a long-term thing, but with spider tanks, there's such a uh, turnover. You could play between matches, and each match is like not even five minutes long, that kind of thing. Um, yep. I'm I'm most excited excited for spider tanks, and the, the fact that they're really working on their back end, try to make esports teams, and really perfect their play to earn space and the rentals of NFTs and that kind of thing. I really think out of all the games that are coming soon. Um, I'm most excited for Spider Tanks and the official release and the influx of community members to Spider Tanks. And whenever they, well, who knows, whenever they open the floodgates for their user acquisition and all the millions of dollars they're going to spend on uh, Spider Tanks to bring people in for advertising. But I think the moment that happens and the, once the game is fully ready for release, I think that's going to bring Spider t- or bring Gala to a whole completely different level. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. Like, I, I'm sort of like, like, I'm pretty heavy invested in the Spider Tanks myself, and I enjoy playing the game as you do. Yeah. The, there's a couple of things that sort of bother me, but it's more, like, community-based. Like, there's a lot of, like, different guilds and stuff like that that they have this belief system that they're going to become, like, an esports team. And if you, like, right. and that's all well and good, but if you look at, like, 
did you ever like watch like get into StarCraft much at all? Um not really. I, I know of the game and I've seen some gameplay of it, but not me personally, it wasn't kind of my thing. Yeah. Well, StarCraft's like sort of similar to like Spider Tanks in the sense that it's like heavily dominated by South Korean gamers. Like the best players are the South Koreans. So Right. Like back in the StarCraft days, like if you're a good player, they would actually offer you to go over to South Korea and they'd pay for your flights, accommodation, the whole lot, and then you'd literally go there to train and work under someone that's like a professional at teaching people how to play the game and then play with your team for like eight hours a day. Like you're going to like to get the best players and to do that, it's not just go out and buy all the best tanks that you can and then you're going to be magically an esports team. You know what I mean? Like once the actual esports teams come into this, like they're just going to be buying them all up or they're going to have something that, that that's so efficient that no one's going to be able to keep up with it. Like, you're going to have the number one team and it's never going to move from that place. You know what I mean? So Right, right. And I, I know a big thing, again, referring back to the AMA that the Spider Tinks team had about, like, three weeks ago, that they are planning on implementing a ranking system, kind of similar to what um, CSGO does, yeah. you know, when they're... Uh, they're planning on having, you know, the matchmaking and the ranking once they have a lot more players. So, I, you know, I think what you're saying about the frustrations about, you know, one guild is going to uh, run the game or kind of be the top sports or top place of the game. You know, I think that happens everywhere. You know, there there has to be the number one team and the number two team everywhere, that kind of thing. And um, That's not really I, that, know, though, me- man. It's more like the, I'm, wor- like I'm, I'm sort of like looking towards the future of where it's going to go and I just feel bad for users that are consumed with that sort of mentality because it's just like not really reality that's why like with Gravy Gang Guild we try not to focus too much we we mainly focus on the content and then building a community not actually like trying to be the most right. dominant in the game right right you know because like even like you're saying with the May Mayhem like when Spider Tanks first like started doing the May Mayhem, it was like people were putting in like 10 or 12 hours a day. Like that's the sort of commitment yeah, that you're yeah. going to have to have if you're in an eSport team. <laughs> right. right, right. And, you know, I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I, I, I think it's important. Uh, you know, I think this is where we disagree about spider tanks. So I, I think, you know, having that publicity and having eSports teams is is just good for the ecosystem overall. And, bringing more people to play the game and exposure, that kind of thing. Um, and you're going to have that kind of, you know, the grind mentality and, you know, the top 1% of players who put in 10, 12, 15 hours a day into a game. And I think that's going to be with everywhere, with like League of Legends and RuneScape and those kind of games. Um, the top players, you know, put in tons and tons of hours. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I, I don't think personally, or personally on my side, I don't think it's going to be necessarily a bad thing, especially since there's going to be ranking. And if you want to be in the, top 1% of the rankings, you are going to put those crazy hours in. But for those who want to have fun and uh, enjoy the game and just enjoy the game for how it is with the content, I know there's also going to be like casual game modes and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, again, that's I think... for sure, man. I'm, right. I'm mainly talking about just the esports itself. Like, esports is the number one. So, like, with StarCraft and stuff, it was like you had Grandmasters, Masters, Diamond, Platinum, and then Gold, Silver, Bronze, you know what I mean? Sure. So, like, to be in that top echelon... Like, that's a, that's a whole new commitment. And I think that there's, like... Because I've had people... Like, because I run a guild, man, I have people reach out to me and DM. And they're like, oh, you know, I was doing this thing with someone. And then somebody else come along that was a bit better. And now I'm sort of just, like, not even spoken to. You know what I mean? 
So it's just like, <laughs> right, right. for me, it's just like I just feel bad for them. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm sort of just I was hoping. Say, like, yeah, what were you going to say? The main mayhem is like, like killed some people. I feel like it's <laughs> you kind of get worn out, like just from playing. And, um, but I think the growth obviously is, you know, has pros and cons, but it seems like, and I guess that just happens when games grow. I think for me, I miss like the old beta days. So it's just like the normal OG players. And it was kind of more, there was like, there was like a little bit of like going back and forth, you know, the, the shit talking a little bit, but it was more, it was just more fun based. And now like, with yeah, yeah. People, it's like less fun. There's just like all of a sudden just more like shit talkers in the chat while the game is going on talking shit instead of playing the game. It's just kind of less fun for me personally. Yeah. Well, that but maybe the mayhem has killed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing though. Like, and even MOBAs itself, like they're known to be like the most toxic communities, but like, I haven't seen that sort of like level of toxicity in the game, like as far as spider tanks or anything like that. Um, but once things start getting more competitive, you know, like it's people's reputation on the line, all the rest of it, like it turns into a, um, you know, you're rather that super toxic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to see it. Well, I haven't played like, um, and I don't even know, maybe a week, but like when I stopped playing, I was starting to see that. Like there's just a bunch of just like kind of new players, just toxic, like shit talking in there, which was, it was fine, but it's like, could you just play the game instead of shit talking for like a minute and then shit talk afterwards or at the beginning or something instead of like when the game's going on, it just kind of got annoying. Yeah. Well, I think like, like they had the right idea in the first week because you didn't really have like tank levels and stuff. So it was more skill based, yeah. but like you know, like if you've spent, if you've spent the money that some of these tanks are worth, like twenty five thousand dollars for an ancient or something like that, like you've got some good kit, and that's a really good tank. But if you're just walking around stomping people that have like common or uncommon or anything like that, you know, like it's not, it's not really a competition, is it? If there's no limitations to like how well the tank performs compared to everyone else, so mm-hmm. once they bring out that ranking system. I think a lot of the toxicity is probably going to be like in the probably in the lower leagues, like with most games, like people get shitty because they're like stuck in Elo hell where they can't get out of like bronze or silver and they just think it's everyone else's fault instead of their own. And then you're going to get it in like the top leagues. But it probably won't be like Grandmaster or something because most of the real good players, they're more humble. Like the ones that are stuck in like Masters or something, they just can't break that threshold. Well, they're the ones that get shitty. So, right. <laughs> right totally agree totally agree so it's just like there's so many things in my head and i don't know if i'm like portraying what i want to say properly but i just know like we've we've gather itself like they hate toxicity so it's going to be weird to see like with some of these game types that create this sort of like environment like how they're actually going to deal with it in the actual gala games discord itself you know what i mean because you're yeah. going to get people like that are just adamantly don't like another player because they get better like that person beats them all the time you know what I mean? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, this. it's kind of fun to watch like Gala evolve because I think, um, you know, no matter like what their initial game plan was, I think it's changing um, as they go. And it's kind of interesting to at least watch that and see how it unfolds. Yeah. Well, Glocks in the chat said you should play Rocket League for a little bit with a laugh face. So that must be a pretty toxic one. Right. And then, I'm sure yeah. <laughs> I'm not used to playing like with other people anyways so I'm sure but it's it's just like the the first beta days were kind of like you know you could talk shit 
you know, but it was still like all in good, good fun. You know, now it's just kind of like, oh, who the hell is this person that I keep getting matched with that's just talking shit? So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think my point is, though, like if you're a guild and you're going to focus on the game, try to think of the actual commitment that's going to take so then you don't (laughs) damage the users. You know what I mean? Like the people that are actually in the guild, the ones that are talking all the time, you know, trying to interact and grow the community. Um, Right. Right, totally. So we've got, I'm just looking through the chat to see if anyone's asked you a question. So Gala the Gal said, Dom, what is your Miranda's name? (laughs) My Miranda's name? Oh. Um, I got to be honest, I'm not really all too clever when it comes to those things. I, um, I haven't officially created a name yet, so if anyone has any suggestions, I will be um, open to feedback. But I, I currently, unfortunately, at this time, have no name formulated yet for Mirandas. <laughs> well, I you think know, you have some time. So, <laughs> you know, the, the problem of all of us, man, is like because we're in the community and making content and stuff, like someone's going to be like a fan of yours. And they're going to be like Aravista Dominic, and <laughs> they're going to go for the whole name, you know. So right, I've, right, right. Got to make sure get get that before uh, other people do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd Even be nice. if you don't want to use it. <laughs> right, right. Just to prevent uh, people impersonating or that kind of thing. But yeah, totally. That'd be nice. Um, uh, in, yeah, go on. But yeah, in, in terms of uh, Mirandis, what kind of uh, um, exemplars are you guys loading up on? Or what kind of items do you guys have for Mirandis? Do you want to go first, Oaks? I, you know what? I don't even, I like, it's been so long since I've talked about my Miranda stuff. I'm like, I have a tavern and I don't even know anymore. I, I literally don't I have tons of exemplars and I don't even know anymore what I have, honestly. So I've got a, I've got a game plan, man. So like, I can't remember what he's called. He's a dwarf, but he focuses more on like smithing and all the rest of it. Right. So I've got like not many, but I've got like um a forge, an armory, um I've got like ten weapon stands, ten armor stands. So I like sort of want to like franchise out for the guild, as far as being like the supplier for the weapons and armor. So that's my right, right, yeah. So like I think like it's gonna be like the real world, you know what I mean? Like because when I was thinking about it, I'm like, fuck, I've got all these NFTs. I don't have all the like the land deeds to be able to accommodate them all. But if you're, if you go to the city, like that's the place where you're going to do most of the shopping, isn't it? So like you're going to want to go to a citadel, and then you're going to want to pick up your armor, your potions, like your clothing, like any, like whatever it is that they have, you want to have a one-stop shop. So mm-hmm. my yeah, idea totally. is, is just like renting land off a citadel, and then hoping that I can use one of their plots for the armor stands and weapon stands. And then, like, in every Citadel, you go there and it's, like, gravy armory or whatever it is. Right. Right. And, you know, that's that's actually one of my concerns about Mirandis. You know, those who have the big towns and the big plots where they're actually able to host people. My, my concern is that, on top of that, since it does in, implement a, like, a play-to-earn mechanic where there's actually real money involved... Um, I'm concerned about, you know, the kinds of players or who's going to be owning those plots because that could create some real toxicity. Like if you don't bend to each every rule that they have, if you don't give them what they want, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I could see that, you know, definitely not in the short term because sounds like Miranda's is not going to come out for the next year and a half or something like that. Um, but <laughs> I, 
I'm, I'm, you know, that's that's one concern I have about Moranis. I, I really see the potential for the game, but for those who got in early, got the land, and who have the really big land plots, I'm really concerned about whatever toxicity comes from that, and that could ruin the ruin the experience for those who, you know, are just trying to get into the game and have, you know, maybe just one little shop or that kind of thing where they have to like bend to the rules of uh, the owners of these huge land plots and that kind of thing. Or the little guys can come together and then go, you know, wipe out all the woods surrounding the big <laughs> areas. And... Yeah. Or kill like all the rabbits or something. So then the, exactly. um, the wolves don't have anything to eat other than other like exemplars. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so they, they start encroaching on the town or this whatever. So, Yeah. Yeah, like I know it's not like it's definitely a negative thing talking about toxicity in different gaming communities and stuff like that and it's not mm -hmm. something that we've really like touched on much before on other podcasts but at the end of right. the day like I'm thinking of everything man like we're invested into this thing regardless of like how anyone wants to spin it like if you've if you've bought an NFT like that's an investment as far as I'm concerned mm -hmm. not speaking for totally, anyone else. Totally, totally. And, um, you know, like if a game gets too bad in that way, like I'll just be selling NFTs and going to something else because, you know, I think the gaming environment itself, like you want it to be pleasant. You don't want to be someone right. that's, you know, promoting something that's bad just because you're making money when it's a like a shitty environment for the actual newcomers and players themselves. Right. Yeah, right. I, I think that that has to do with like your perspective on things too, though, because, you know, like, we're more focused on community and and stuff like that when other guilds or groups have other priorities you know yeah. in well, mind i just want to work in with like the community itself you know like i'm not opposed to any other guilds or anything like that i just want to sort of work in together to be able to build the actual like more broader community like you got dominic that's coming out and pretty much breaking down information and all the rest of it we're trying to onboard right. people that don't know about like gala games like different influences in the crypto community um like everyone plays their part but that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you can't all come together and work as a team to like you know push forward that ideology of like building the community oh. well you know. right yeah go ahead go ahead Alex. no i i mean i agree completely it's just you know just like uh people you just sometimes you just butt heads with certain people so there's always that um, but yeah, I think for the most part, that's what we kind of do is kind of reach out and see where other people's strengths are and try to figure out how we can work together. Yeah, for sure. And I guess just like the last thing I want to add about that, the toxicity and, you know, kind of the, where I see the, the play to earn space going, um, you got to remember in the end of the day, why the majority of the people are here. Um, and the reason why Gala is creating what they're creating is, in the end of the day, they are a video game company. They're creating games that are supposed to be fun, where it brings people in the crypto community together to enjoy a big product, where if they could benefit from money on top of it, well, that's great. But I think that's just the struggle that I see that Gala is going to face with in the long term is that um, they're definitely going to struggle with possibly even more toxicity compared to other games that are like big MMOs or those kind of things just because the money's involved. Um, mm. But that's just my concern in the long term. Like I really believe in the products of Gala and everything that they have coming for it, but I really am concerned that in the long term, a lot more people are going to be here because of the um, play-to-earn mechanics, not just because um, these games are fun. 
you know, and that that's the whole reason why people should come to video games in the first place and join communities and join guilds like yours is, you know, the whole reason we are supposed to play video games is to have fun and, you know, be competitive right. with one another and enjoy the, whatever free time you have from real life. And um, I guess, yeah, that's just the biggest downfall I see for Gal is, you know, making sure you balance that toxicity and, um, you know, the kind of the added pressure with the whole money and on top of that. So yeah, I just hope, I just hope the community just remembers. In the end of the day, we're here to have fun and play games and you know make a couple bucks while we're at it too. Yeah, for sure. Well, as long as they keep having Galverses and having Snoop Dogg come, then I guess we'll have a little <laughs> bit of fun tossed in there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, like, I won't keep you around for much longer, Dom. But what do you think about sure. like um, Galler as far as um, reaching out to different influences and stuff like that? As far as Snoop Dogg and whoever else they get on board. Yeah, I do have my mixed thoughts about that. Um, I think the th real thing that's going to grow Gala is factors outside of itself. Um, yeah, Gala could you know spend a million dollars to um, introduce a stash box and bring Snoop Dogg and all these influencers onto these systems, but I think a lot of the community and a lot of people could see through these influencers, especially people who are outside of crypto. They could see these influencers such as selling out and, you know, they're, they know they could get a quick buck through crypto and play to earn and NFT music and that kind of thing. Um, but for me, for the long-term growth of Gala, you know, Gala is, I think, doing the best they can under the circumstances in, in, um, but in the long-term growth, I think it really takes for outside factors such as, you know, I hate to say it cause I'm, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Facebook and Meta and what they're doing. And, you know, they, they, they got a bad history about, you know, social media and that kind of thing. But I really think, I truthfully, truthfully think um, the way the play to earn space is going to grow and the metaverse and all that kind of space is going to truthfully grow is when it takes an outside company that like Meta, for example, to really bring um, users that aren't familiar to the crypto space to this kind of thing. And then through that trickle of um, attention, will truthfully grow the community. And um, of course, Gala could do more bringing more other influencers and other more popular people to the uh, community. But in the end of the day, I think Gala's um, growth really is dependent on um, outside factors and bigger public companies like Facebook or Microsoft, or that kind of thing to really, really introduce crypto and the metaverse space and Web3 to the general population. Yeah. Well, you're pretty much on point with everything, man. So it's been good to talk to you. Of course. Yeah. You know, I, I appreciate your time, guys. I appreciate coming on to the um, podcast today. It was really a lot of fun. I had no idea what we we're going to talk about today, but it seems like it really wrapped up pretty well. And we had a lot of great conversations today. Um, and again, I appreciate your time. And uh, again, I appreciate the invitation and the flexibility for bringing me on. Oh, that's all good, man. Yeah, like for us, like, because it's a live show, like, and. Like nothing's pre-planned like you never know where something's gonna go it's just free flow you know what i mean so it makes it hard for like like everyone at times <laughs> <laughs> right right but um i think we're all getting used to it what do you reckon Oaks? i think so i think i think we like to do things the hard way so um yeah going well, at it with no absolutely no planning at all is probably <laughs> and, and, we, <laughs> and we don't edit either so that makes it difficult again I'm still waiting for the first person to get on with us and be like, oh, can you just edit that out? I really didn't want to say that. They so. always say that. I think I think Dominic's the first person who hasn't asked us to edit <laughs> <or> something else. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, it's been good having you, man. So I'll hit the outro music here. And um, if you stay in the chat after, we'll have a quick chat with you. I think he's cut out again. So thanks, everyone, yeah. for listening and um, joining in on the conversation. Thank you. Thank you.